Microphone check, one, two, one, two, mic check. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Welcome to Blurred Lines. Um, so today's going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to be doing today solo, um, just kind of a recap. I'll explain a couple things that were happening, um, a couple things that have been going on as far as like why there's been a bit of a hiatus. Um, uh, we're also going to be going over E3, which just finished up, I think either yesterday or today. I'm recording this on Friday, so this should have happened either yesterday or today now. Um, and also there's some comic book stuff. I got into a couple new comic books and just some updates on the ner- Oh, Loki, uh, just some updates on the nerd world at large. So, um, let's get right into it. This is Braven, AKA the Grown Up kid, AKA, uh, what was the other name I had? I, I just went through some of the old podcasts and it was like the human fifth wheel or something crazy like that. Anyway, um, this is Blurred Lines. If you've never listened to Blurred Lines before, this is a space for people of color. I don't like that term. This is a space for black people and brown people and Asians and whoever. This is a space for us to give our perspective on nerd culture. So what does that mean? Well, a lot of times we see things like we, we see things differently. And I recently wrote an article about Falcon Winter Soldier and how sanitized that ended up being because, I mean, I know it's a Disney product. I know. But just things like that that people usually don't talk about because there's, quite frankly, not that huge of a of a demographic that really, really does this. You have some guys that are great. You have Mastertainment, um, who does a lot of Marvel stuff. Uh, he, he's really, really good. He has a lot of theories. One of them got picked up by James Gunn, kind of. You have a lot of guys who do fighting games. You have uh, your, you know, um, Tasty Steve and... Your Sonic Fox and Lil Majin, and you guys, you got a lot of guys who do stuff like that, but you really don't see black people talk from a nerdy perspective, um, which is hilarious because, I mean, like, listen to rap, guys. There's all sorts of Dragon Ball Z and this and that and that. Oh, man, we're going to get into Castlevania today, too. So there's a lot to get into. Like I said, doing this one solo is a little bit different. And the reason why I'm doing this one solo, um, if you guys listened to the last one that we did, I had Nikita on and she had some personal things to attend to like some, you know, she, I think she went like went on vacation and then, um, just coming back. So she will be back next Thursday. We're going to be doing episodes three and four of Yasuke. So we did a review on episodes one and two. My mom jumped in as well. And then next week we're going to be doing episodes, um, three and four. And I think the week after we're going to do five and six. So it's a pretty short series. I think there's only six or eight episodes. So we're just going to do kind of a short mini series on Yasuke and then we'll see what happens after that. Um, so what have I been doing for the past two weeks? I have been catching up on one of my favorite shows and it's not exactly an anime, but it's kind of anime adjacent. It's like an American anime. Um, you know, your American anime is things like Ruby, things like, um, Avatar the Last Airbender, um, Arguably the Boondocks, arguably something like Powerpuff Girls almost is. Uh, definitely anime inspired in the case of Powerpuff Girls. And definitely anime style in the case of the Boondocks. Anyway, I was catching up on that and I was catching up on Castlevania. Which, guys, that thing blew my mind. I was so... There was so much with Castlevania that... I mean, ju- there's a lot with the show that kind of 
reinterprets the games. Um, I would never really was a huge fan of the games just because they were a little bit before my time. Um, as far as like, you know, the really, really good ones that everybody talks about a little bit before my time and the way that we played games growing up, you know, me and my brothers and stuff, we always had sports games or racing games or skate games or something like that. So I've recently gotten into single player games, you know, with, I mean, we had Final Fantasy, you know, that was, you know, my dad played Final Fantasy and I would watch when I was a really little kid and, um, I never really got into it. Like the single player game like that, just because how much buying power do you have as like, you know, a 10 year old, you know what I mean? So catching up with Castlevania and I know it's not one for one. I know it's not perfect, but this season, and I don't want to give out any spoilers yet. I don't think that it's cool to do that. Um, just because it is such a long season, uh, you know, or, you know, such a long hiatus between seasons, people forgot, but this season and the way that it kind of wraps up so many stories, um, for those who don't know about Castlevania, it is about Dracula and Dracula's son and vampires. And they mentioned werewolves in this season, which I wanted to see. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of werewolves just because I feel like the vampire werewolf dichotomy has a lot that you can explore. Um, really ever, like any time, like you can do it modern day. We saw that with Twilight. You, you can do that. Oh, and, uh, what's the other one? Underworld. So we, like Twilight and Underworld, they do it in the modern day. We've seen that in the past, which things like, uh, Van Helsing and, you know, so I think there's a lot you can kind of explore with that. Anyway, there was so much this season that really got wrapped up and really just a really neat little, okay, this is what this is. So without getting too deep into spoilers, every character that you remember, Isaac and Hector, and um, I cannot remember the vampire sisters, uh, but the vampire coven and Alucard and uh, Trevor and Celia, I think it's Celia. They all finally kind of have their moment to do whatever they they were kind of meant to do. So everyone finally kind of does their does their grand thing and kind of reaches their, their, I I don't want to spoil it because it's so, it's such a journey, but everyone's journey gets wrapped up. And I don't, I don't really want to go deeper into that because the real special thing with TV, I think now is that you have to grab these people. Like you have to grab people immediately. You can't really do the whole, Oh, well, we're just going to, you know, take a little bit of time and, you know, we're going to, you know, start with this and start slow. You have to get people to invest in your characters. And with something like Castlevania, where it doesn't really follow the source material, you really have to get people to invest in the characters because we've seen the backlash from Power Rangers and Transformers and Death Note and Initial D and all these things. And probably, if we're being honest, probably Cowboy Bebop when it comes out in live action. But we've seen a lot of things that kind of lose their way because they're trying so hard to either A, not follow the storyline at all and just make their own universe. Or B, just stick directly to the story the whole time, no questions asked. And it's like, well, I could have just played this game. So the way that they balanced it out and the way that they get you to invest in the characters on both sides, there's good guys and bad guys and humans and vampires and night creatures that they get you to invest in, which I mean, like how do you invest in a henchman that barely speaks English? And like when I say barely speaks English, I mean like 
he's a demon monster. Like, in, I was invested in his story, and I wanted to see how that played out. So, I think that the way that they wrote that story, it's very interesting because we've seen bad video game adaptations for so long. It's almost like the blueprint from here on out is like, okay, just make a cool-ass anime that you can kind of go into every year, every two years, and kind of retell the story but in a more interesting way that allows you to clean up some details without necessarily having to undo 30 games of you know you know 30 years of video game history um i'm, I'm really excited for it because adi shankar who I've, i i believe i wrote an article about him i'm writing an art no i did write an article about him about you know how good castlevania was the way that he produces is I don't want to say fan service, but it kind of is. But he does a lot of like fan movies. Like he did Punisher Dirty Laundry, which is excellent. He did Venom Truth and Journalism, which is excellent. He did Power Rangers, which is excellent. Um, I know I sounded weird when I said it like that, but that's how, I mean, that's how it's written. So sorry. But he did such an interesting job where he kind of paid homage to all those things. And then he made it his own. And so I'm really, really excited to see what he does. I believe Assassin's Creed is coming up soon. Um, I, I think it is Assassin's Creed. Let me check for you guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, here it is. All right, so let's see what he has coming up next. Okay, we have... Oh, come on, guys. We've got... Wait, what? Oh, dude. Okay, we've got some interesting stuff coming up. We've got Assassin's Creed, um, which, I mean, if this is as good as Castlevania was, we're going to see something very, very interesting. I I like the Assassin's Creed universe. I don't really like the games because they're kind of the same, except for uh, Black Flag. I love Black Flag, but... They're they're all they all get kind of samey after a while, so I'm really excited to see how he kind of cleans up Assassin's Creed. We've got Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. I am pumped for this. I didn't even know this was coming out. This is a um. So if you didn't play it, uh, Far Cry Three, which that you just play that honestly. Um, but Far Cry Three had a expansion like a DLC called Blood Dragon, and it was just if. Escape from New York and Terminator and Predator and all these things had like it's like if you just mixed all those together and you just turn into like this neon soaked cyborg arm like hero battling against the forces of evil you know like in that really kind of fun campy way so that'll be a lot of fun I, I can see him oh man that art's gonna look amazing We've also got Devil May Cry and Hyperlight Drifter. I've never heard of Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, it's another video game. Yeah, it's another video game. Uh, looks like it's another uh, fantasy game. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Um, it's beautiful art. This is incredible art. So yeah, it looks like we're going to get a lot of Netflix anime that are based on you know different different video game series. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a really 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 fun interesting way that you know to kind of diversify games outside of just 
you know, the classic, well, what if, what, what if they made a movie? You know, I've never really liked watching a movie of a video game because I'll just play the game. You know, there's nothing that an actor can do that is going to make me be like, oh man, I'm glad I watched this instead. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I played it. But I think that the anime is such an interesting way to do it just because it does invest you for that long period of time. So definitely check out Castlevania. Definitely gets a, a recommendation from me. Uh, all the seasons are pretty short. I think the first one is like four episodes and I think the longest season is like maybe 10 or 12. So you should be able to finish it pretty quickly. Um, all right, let's see what we got next up. And okay, cool. So E3 just passed and listen guys, the thing about E3 is that, okay, this year was incredible. Um, E3 has kind of been on a downswing recently just because the way that games are announced now, it you don't really need... I heard this today, an IGN presenter said it, and I didn't believe it until I thought about it a little bit more. And this presenter said that you don't need E3 anymore. And part of me was like, whoa, how do you not need E3 anymore? Like, of course you need E3. Like, this that's, that's E3. Like, what are you going to say now? Like, you don't need, you know, the draft. You don't need the Super Bowl. And it's like, well... No, you don't need a weekend to announce games. You can announce a game whenever you want. That's the beauty of YouTube. And that's the beauty of Twitter. And that's the beauty of Instagram. But I feel like there's still a certain sort of like, I don't want to say nostalgia, but there is a kind of a reverence for E3. You know, um, and this isn't a music podcast, but we've seen artists recently, they've talked about like, you know, the album rollouts and we just saw Tyler, the creator start his for his new album. And uh, who else? Vince Staples has a new album coming out that he's starting to roll out for. And it's interesting because to be honest, you don't need an album rollout anymore. You almost don't need an album anymore. You can just, you know, drop whenever. And I think that E3 is kind of the same where you don't really need to do anything for E3. You can just drop whenever. But there was something special about this year's E3 just because it kind of snuck up on everybody. And it was part of that, you know, summer of gaming and uh, Jeff uh, Keeley, I think his name is like he kind of had a hand in doing this where, you know, in the la- in the pandemic last year where, well, we're just going to do this all online. You know, we're just going to do everything remote and virtual. So watching E3 this year, the most interesting part was that like, hey, Xbox did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm not really the console wars guy. I had a, all right, so this is crazy. The list of consoles I had, I had a Sega Genesis. I had a Sega Dreamcast. I had a Game Boy Pocket. I had a PlayStation. I had a PlayStation 2. I had an Xbox 360. I had a Wii. I have a PS3. My brother has a PS4 and I have an Xbox One. So, like... I've never really been tied to any games, uh, like game systems, because like I said earlier, when most of your games are sports games and racing games and stuff like that, like Madden or not Madden anymore, but like 2k doesn't come out on just one console, you know, neither does Tekken, which cross your fingers, man. I really hope with how final fantasy has gone, uh, uh, Sony exclusive. I really hope Tekken doesn't anyway, 
Um, but, you know, most of these games, they come out on everything. So there was really no incentive for me to really be the, you know, oh, I'm only Xbox or, oh, no, it's all PlayStation. Like, there's really no incentive for that. But recently, so my brother got me an Xbox for Christmas a couple years ago, an Xbox One, probably about five or six years ago. And um, I like it. You know, it's cool. It's a game system. You know what I mean? Like, it was definitely an upgrade on the PS3, uh, especially on, like, you know, Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. So definitely an upgrade, definitely worth my time. But when Game Pass came out, it was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that I'm already paying $10 for Xbox Live you know, to play online, but for only six more, I can play, like, any game I want, and it's basically Netflix? Uh, yeah, good buddy, sign me up. So, you know, it, it was kind of exciting, and recently, games have, you know, bigger game, bigger and bigger games have been coming to Game Pass. So, like, uh, Doom Eternal, I think, I think it was Doom Eternal. Definitely the last Doom, the one from, like, 2016 was on Game Pass. Um... What else was Octopath Traveler was on Game Pass. Um, Wreckfest was on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass. So they've been coming out with, you know, bigger and bigger games. A lot of indie games, which is interesting. And that's always really, really fun. And it was like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of, you know, a can't miss. Like, you should definitely get Game Pass if you have an Xbox. But this year, man, they announced some huge games. And when I say huge... Like, I'm not even talking huge for Game Pass. I'm talking games that have been asked for for years. We're talking about getting Starfield on Game Pass day one. We're getting Psychonauts 2 on Game Pass day one. We're getting, um, I think Hades is coming to Game Pass. So we've got all these games coming to Game Pass. And it's like, wait a minute. They're really turning this into a thing because outside of you know what you pay month to month you don't have to buy these games anymore you don't have to buy a bethesda game you can just play fallout you know like it's crazy you can just play psychonauts if you have if you you know pay 15 bucks a month and even you know so that i was like all right cool you know that'll be fun you know i haven't played i played a little bit the first psychonauts and you know never really you know but you know let's it's something to try now and I feel like that accessibility is what's going to end up kind of winning this console war because, like, yeah, if you can get an Xbox in theory, and not even in theory, I'm sorry, let me not even say that. You could, if you wanted to, buy an Xbox uh, Series X for $34 a month, right? It's like 34 bucks a month over two years. You get Game Pass with that. You wouldn't need to buy a game. That's wild between games with gold when you get four games for free per month and between xbox game pass which has i think over a thousand games now you would never need to buy a game oh and uh uh xbox game pass has ea play so after a certain amount of time those fifa and those madden games and those you know these games are coming to game pass you might not necessarily be able to play them day one, but, you know, it would be probably about three, four months later. Um, and these fan bases stay on the games for a year. So, it kind of blew my mind that these massive, massive, massive games are coming to Xbox Game Pass. You know, they're definitely trying to make it accessible. And the Crown Jewel, man, fucking... 
Forza Horizon 5, which if you guys have listened to me talk ever, I love the Forza Horizon games. There's just something about the sense of freedom of driving the coolest car ever on an open road, listening to like the best music, the greatest kind of like just DJ mixes of trance and electronic or flipping over to the hip hop station or the rock station or what they did in Forza three, three, what they did in Forza three, they had like music from the area that you played in, you know? So you had like Australian drum and bass music. And I think they did that in Forza four in England. Like you had an English record label there. Um, and now in Forza five, they're talking about having, you know, Mexican artists, which is going to be crazy. Like we've never really seen a game in Mexico that celebrates the diverse area and culture of Mexico. You know, from the trailer, you're seeing Mayan pyramids, you're seeing the beaches, you're seeing a fucking volcano. Like you're seeing some incredible, incredible things that honestly, I didn't think you could do. Like that game is so gorgeous and it's so pretty and they're just like, yeah, if you have Game Pass, you can get it day one. No questions asked. If you get the premium add-on bundle, which I haven't looked at that yet. I don't know how much it is, but then, yeah, you can actually play it early. And I'm like I said, I'm not really the, the PlayStation versus Xbox guy, but I mean, that's got to count for something, right? Like the fact that you're getting these massive, 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 massive games day one, a lot of exclusives. If it were a competition, I feel like Xbox is going to run away with it. I really, really do. On top of that, they just announced that Xbox Series X games will be able to run on Xbox One games via a server cloud. So what they're going to do, let me know if I get too techie for this. What they're going to do is that you will be able to run, you won't have to run games using the hardware of the system. You'll be able to run games on the cloud using some server in Seattle somewhere that's working its ass off. Um, So rather than having to rely on, oh man, I don't have an Xbox Series X, you know, it's not going to be as powerful. You're going to be able to play it on a a server. So it's probably going to have some latency issues. It's probably not going to look as good as it could because, you know, you're putting... You know, you're putting a, uh, a V12 into a Honda, basically. But, I mean, it's good. It's a really, really creative way to to let you play these massive games that are coming out. So, I kind of wonder what that's going to look like for things like Grand Theft Auto and things like Cyberpunk. I definitely plan on getting a Series X. Um, I'm not sure how, that, how that's going to work exactly right now. We'll find out later, you know, cross that bridge when we come to it. But I really, really think that Xbox doing this is such a good move in order to get them to really diversify their audience and, you know, to make it a price point that people are okay with. Um, Xbox One, I think it's only, or the Series X, I mean, I think it's like 500 bucks now, which isn't really, let's be real, it's not that bad, guys. Um, it's expensive. Like, yes, it's expensive, but... That's about how much games go for now. It's like when people complain about like, oh man, this t-shirt's $30. Like, yeah, that's how much they cost. That's, sorry, shoes aren't eight bucks anymore. You know what I mean? Like shoes are, you're, if you want a pair of shoes, you're looking at anywhere from a hundred to 150 now, you know, just for a basic pair of like Air Forces or Chucks. Well, Chucks are like 50. Anyway, 
But um, yeah, it's 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 something huge. This is very very interesting on the on the point of Microsoft, and I'm really really intrigued to see what they do after this. Um, do they continue to push these very very elegant solutions like? using a server room in, instead of forcing you to upgrade? Um, are they going to continue using Game Pass as this, you know, Netflix for games that is going to turn into a powerhouse, man? I don't know how you skip Xbox after this. I really, really don't. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited to see the future. I'm excited to see what PlayStation does to step this up. I really, I'm not sure if, you know, games like Spider-Man or... Uh, Final Fantasy, excuse me, excuse me, it's been a long week, um, I'm not sure if games like Final Fantasy and Spider-Man are gonna be enough when you have games like Halo and Forza and Psychonauts and, um, Starfield and Elden Ring and all these games coming out, so, we'll definitely have to wait and see on that, but the consoles, man, the console wars, I feel like we're gonna start seeing more of like that tech that tech leap you know that we we didn't really get it in the xbox one because that that was you know kind of a for being honest those were pretty much just beefed up ps3s and ps4s or uh, ps3s and you know um and xbox 360s um they were prettier they were stronger but i mean that leap from the playstation 2 to the playstation or from PlayStation 1 to the PlayStation 2, that leap from the N64 to the GameCube, uh, well, N64 to the Wii, pretty much. Or Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. That leap from, like, the the Super NES to the... Um, from the Super NES to the N64, we haven't really seen that leap, but I really, really feel like this generation might be where we see that next tech leap. So... Definitely keep an eye on that. Let me know if you have any strong opinions about the console wars. That way I can be like, yeah, dude, super cool. Go Xbox, beat PlayStation or whatever. Um, Let's see what is up next. Running solo is a little bit harder than I thought, but you and me, we got this. We're going to do this together. Um, Okay, we have Loki that has recently come out. I have been hyper busy. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, crazy stuff with work. So I haven't had, excuse me, a ton of time to watch Loki. From what I saw the first episode, man, it this is going to be a trip. I've really been waiting on Marvel to do that kind of cosmic weirdness again. We saw it in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We saw it in Doctor Strange. But if you read the Marvel comics, they have so much weird stuff. Where it's like, oh, hey, the symbiotes, they have a god, like, by the way. Or, hey, well, Miles Morales crossed over to Peter Parker in this universe, but he doesn't exist in this one. So, there's a lot to explore there, and I'm really, really happy that they're trying something new. That's always, you know, that's always a win to me, is when you can try something new, and even if it doesn't work, you know what I mean? Even if it completely fails, just see what happens. Why not? You're Disney. You got, like, a billion trillion dollars so go for it um oh comic books so i have gotten back into comic books i used to read them a little bit more when i was when i was younger we had um comic books that would show up to the library from time to time and i've always really really um 
I've always kind of been like a parallel to comics. I like comic books. I like seeing them. I like seeing what they do with them. But as far as like the actual, actually getting them, that wasn't really an option for me as a kid. Um, when I became, when I got a little bit older, it was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Let's go to the comic shop. Let's check this out. But now it's like, okay, let's, let's, you know, let's get something that we're into. Let's read something fun. So I picked up Berserker and the reason why I picked up Berserker, number one, it's got Keanu Reeves on it and I'm typically not hero, you know, like Hollywood hero guy, but between the rumors and the reports that he basically wanted to rewrite Cyberpunk 2077 because of how much fun he had in it and how at this point John Wake is like a passion project, I thought it'd be really, really appropriate to, you know, he's a creator and creators create and I was like, you know what? He not only is a creator creating, but there's a creator creating who's doing it through a studio that is independent. Um, it's through Boom Studios, which is a comic imprint. Man, I, I swear I'm going to stop yelling. Um, but it's by Boom Studios, which is an independent comic imprint. Um, it's also done, I think, the WWE comics. I think it did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recently, too. So... It's, you know, it's it's a big independent group. So, this story has been a lot of fun to read. It's very Hollywood. And what I mean by that is, like, the story probably should be a movie, if we're being completely honest. But it's so, such a lifelike and engrossing kind of dive into the mind of an action hero and, like, how would he want to live. And it's about, you know, a... Uh, light spoilers it's about a prehistoric man who can't die and he's been built as a living weapon and he's been used for like 80,000 years as a killing machine and it's kind of like how he copes so I'm only two episodes uh, or two uh, issues deep right now um, I plan on picking up issue three tomorrow it just came out Wednesday so I plan on picking up issue three tomorrow and I will definitely let you know how it is I'm excited for it. I'm, I really, really like that he, that, you know, these miniseries. I feel like doing a miniseries, especially someone as big as Keanu Reeves, I feel like doing a miniseries is probably perfect. You know, you don't get burnt out on it. You don't have to worry about, oh man, how am I going to do this in five years? You just write. And then if you feel like doing the story again later, you can come back in a year, two years, three years and be like, oh, hey, this is part two. So kind of like what they did with Megalobox, how, you know, it's a very self-contained story. And now they're like, this is the sequel. And man, I got to catch up on that because it's been probably about three weeks since I watched it. Like I said, hyper busy with work. Um, I think that's it for now. We've kind of, we went over E3, which was, which, you know, that's big. And we also went over, uh, we also went over Castlevania. So, some of the big nerd stuff that's coming up. Listen, man, I'm going to go see Fast and Furious. You guys don't have to. I'm going to go see Fast and Furious. I love those movies. I know they're silly. I don't care. You know, that's definitely my jam. So, definitely going to check out Fast and Furious. believe that comes out next week. Um, let's see what else is coming up. Yeah, Fast and Furious is next week. Uh, Loki, I think is every Wednesday. I want to say every Wednesday. Um, every Wednesday that comes out, uh, subs over dubs. We still got, oh, what is that show called? Megalobox, uh, premiering every Sunday on Hulu, I believe. 
And then Yasuke, we're going to get back to Yasuke next week. So you should be able to hear uh, Nikita and I and possibly a couple other members of the family and probably a dog. But we will get back into it next week. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, you know, sitting through this solo with me. If you guys like it solo, tell me. Let me know. It's definitely something that I'm interested in. Or if you're like, hey, man, I don't want to hear your voice for 30 minutes. That's cool, too. So... Go ahead and hit me up. It is um, at Starving Artist Creative on Instagram, or it is at Starving with a one artist on Twitter. And cool, appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night.